Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome to another spine-chilling haunted episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Ivella, along with her sister of sin, Ash Vicious. And today we are doing Sleepy Hollow. Got a minute. Uh, so this is actually America's very first ghost story. It was written in 1820. Ooh. So this story is almost 200 years old. <laughs> An oldie but a goodie. An oldie, it, it's our normal creepypasta, but we're going with the 200 year old creepypasta. <laughs> the original creepypasta, the, if you will. Yes, the OG. The, we go an OG on this. Uh, it was written by Washington Irving. It was in a collection of short stories. Um, and it was, the characters are kind of an amalgamation of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there actually was an Ichabod Crane. Though very, very unlike his story, he was actually a mar- he was a marine and army man, mm. mm-hmm. uh, and was uh, more physically attributed to Braun. Mm-hmm. Braun. Braun. I don't know why I'm like Braun. <laughs> Ronnie Braun. Well, I mean, he is he is brawny. Yes, he's a brawny Braun. <laughs> uh, but the physical attribute was actually compared to a friend he knew that was a schoolmaster, mm. who was a little bit more of the physical attribute. But what's funny is they both really appreciated being put in a story. <laughs> um, so the original... Well, I mean, I know you kind of, with the stories that you're writing, you put your friends into it All by different names, but you're like, oh, Ash- Ashy, you're totally this character in my story. Like, you're, um, you're... Uh, the detective one. The detective one that you're writing. You're like, you're totally the fairy in this one. Yeah. she's bubbly, she's in the theater, and... I, I think... To, to write, you, you find different parts of people and you put them in different characters and different situations and, and stuff like that. But I think for me, I always write with little pulls of people I know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good to know I have something in, like, you know, in common with Washington motherfucking Irving. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's easy to write what you know. Yeah. Um, so it was in a collection of short stories, um... And he kind of got the idea off the Dutch colonizers of New England. And they had a German story that I believe was the the Hunter of the Wild Woods, which was just this horseman that would go through woods and kill people indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. But he turned it into the Headless Horseman. Uh, interesting story. Sleepy Hollow didn't actually exist when he wrote it. Huh. Sleepy Hollow was created about... Uh, 52 years afterwards. <laughs> it is now a, a big place. Oh, well, like a touristy place. Oddly enough, because of their graveyard. <laughs> they have a massive graveyard in Sleepy Hollow. It's why people visit. Well, I mean, I'd want to visit a place where just because of its graveyard. Hell, it's... We're going... Um, we're thinking of going to New Orleans for our honeymoon in, in a year. and we, Which is just, just because graveyard. of the graveyards. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful graveyards. The prettiest you'll ever see. There's a cafe next to one. Which is basically, like, a goth girl's dream. So I was like, yes. I will have my espresso next to a graveyard. Yes, yes. 
Um, but so we just watched, legitimately just, um, the original Disney, mm-hmm. uh, Ichabod, which is, like, blow by blow, pretty much Washington Irving's story. Yeah. And I think the, the interesting thing about the original Washington Irving thing is between Brom and Ichabod, neither one of them's particularly a villain. Yeah. Uh, like, we're, like, in the Tim Burton and, like, other versions of it, Brahms this, like, kind of more asshole. Mm-hmm. Where in this one, Brahms just, he, he's kind of like a neutered Gaston. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not an asshole, but he's, you know, a big tough guy that wants to win the pretty girl and all the other guys are scared of him, but he doesn't, <laughs> like, beat up anybody. Yeah. Kind of scares them, but that's about it. Yeah. So I have two freaky facts for you about the Ooh. Disney version, the animated Disney version. I I love this animated version. Uh, I have it on DVD hmm. with the original movie, which was also had a, a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mm-hmm. So many fans questioned whether or not Ichabod or Brom is the hero, as Ichabod's ultimate aim seems to be gaining the Van Tassel fortune. Greed is a frequent motivation in Disney films. It is, and that's, a, I think, a big thing about the fact that you always see Brom kind of going after her in in a dickish way, but it never feels, like, possessive or yeah. manipulative. He's trying to win her, mm-hmm. but you kind of get this idea that Ichabod, he's a very gluttonous man. Yeah, I mean, he even makes the one, like, when he's daydreaming about uh, Katrina Van Tassel. Oh, when he sees her dad, then he sees himself in his, yeah. her dad's clothing. And then he says something, oh, you're such a poor, rich girl. Oh, you're so it's alone. A, you're so alone. You're so frightened. You're a frightened, rich girl. Don't worry, I'll protect you. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, it also shows, like, in how he goes to, like, all these women's houses that just feed him. And how yeah. he's kind of got this little group of girls that are super swooning over him that he kind of uses to feed himself and cook him things. Mm. Ichabod's not particularly a good person. Yeah. He's not this, like, oh, he's just so dopey and adorable, and he's just in love with a pretty girl, but the big strong man is big and strong. It's like, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. You're kind of, like, a scheming, greedy, gluttonous dick. Yeah. Um, And uh, another freaky fact. Mm-hmm. So earlier you mentioned, um, you kind of compared Brom to Gaston in a way. Yes. Oh. Brom Bones later became the inspiration for the character of Gaston in Beauty Eating the Beast, 1991. I got things! <laughs> um, but what, what I kind of find interesting in the original uh, Ichabod is, it's about, what, 20, 25 minutes? Yeah. Not until, like, the last 15 to 10 minutes is the Headless Horseman ever even mentioned. Yeah, I was just like, okay, when are we going to get to the Headless Horseman? I get it. Ichabod's this creepy guy who wants to marry the rich girl. I get it. Where's the Headless Horseman? Yeah, it's it's kind of this, like, oh, there's this inner, like, stuff going on with this character, and then to kind of fuck with him, because... Uh, Ichabod, uh, we've now decided, is related to the Duke of Whistletown. Whistleton. Whistleton! Uh, from Frozen. Uh, <laughs> as, as a fantastic and very flexible dancer in the animated. Yeah. So flexible! 
Yeah, like, at one point, his leg is up over Katrina. It's just this, like, it's like, how did, how, Also, what? can we just have a moment? The name Katrina needs to come back. I like that name. It's such a great name. Just thinking about that, I was like, ah, it's such a good name. <laughs> More people need to be naming their daughters Katrina. I like it. <laughs> um... So if we have any pregnant listeners and you know you're having a girl, try naming your daughter Katrina. It's not a very common name. No, it's not. And it's really fucking pretty. (laughs) Uh, And they can go by Kat Mm -hmm. or Rina or Katarina. Mm -hmm. You want to add like a little spice accent to it? (laughs) Katarina. (laughs) Uh, But I I always find that very interesting, the fact that it's kind of this just like Days of our lives esque thing, mm-hmm. and then Brahm is just like, by the way, there's a dead Hestian. Like in the book, it's a Hestian who, mm-hmm. um, Hestians were like German mercenaries, yes, yeah. but they were known to be very, very good writers and very brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets his head blown off in a cannon. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the cannon blew off his head so much that he didn't even realize he was dead and just yeah. kept writing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so you mentioned, you know, Brahm is like, I'm going to tell a ghost story because I know that Ichabod Crane is creeped out by goblins and ghouls. So I'm going to tell this ghost story about the Headless Horseman. And he does, like, this, you know, because it's a Disney song. It's a Disney musical. So it's a song. So it's a song. Um, Freaky fact. Oh, we got three on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. The song The Headless Horseman is considered one of the most darkest songs written for a Disney film. Hmm. Mud. Good. I'm always going to go with Hellfire. There's nothing <laughs> creepy that's going yeah. Hellfire. Hellfire is definitely a creepy song. Mut, um, it much like Worthless from Brave, from the Brave Little Toaster, and Hellfire from Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame was nearly cut from the film. So, this this was a weird thing. So, back in college, I had pitch black hair. Yep. Bright blue eyes and was very, very tan. I looked a lot like Esmeralda. Same. Minus the blue eyes, but... Men folk. As a, as a genuine thing, I was very outspoken. I was very much the social justice warrior that I still am. Telling a woman that hellfire makes you think of her is never... A compliment! No. I no. had, like, four guys in college be like, Hellfire makes me think of you, and I was like... You, you couldn't do... You couldn't say, Feast of Fools makes me think of you. Fine with that. God Help the Outcasts, one of my favorite Disney songs. I love that song. It's beautiful. It's a great audition song, too. Uh, but you you couldn't say any of those songs. I don't care. I hate Little Mermaid, but fucking kiss the girl. I'm down with that. But talking about a song where you're either saying, I'm going to own you, or I'm going to set your soul ablaze and burn an entire city until you're dead. Not a good song. No. No. No, no, don't tell me that makes me think of you. I don't care that I was a little golf girl. I don't care I look like Esmeralda. I don't care I got into fights with people over, like, little derpy kids that did not deserve to be picked on. Do not tell me the rapiest song in all of Disney. Yeah. Makes me think of you. It creepy. It creepy. I'm done now. Continue. 
This was my 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 creepy tangent of my life. <laughs> well, that was that was the end of that creep that uh, freaky fact. That was yeah. It got freaky. And it got freakier. <laughs> um, but I I do like that in the Washington Irving version and in this, uh, he's not particularly explained. Yeah. There's no like oh he can't pass the bridge, why? Mm-hmm. Oh he has a jack o' lantern. Why? Meh. Nobody knows. But that's, I think, what makes good ghost stories, is you don't know why when you say Bloody Mary's name three times in a mirror, she's gonna pop out at you. Yeah. You don't know. It's just creepy. It's a ghost. Mm-hmm. You don't need a 50-page backstory on a creepy ghost. It can just be... Boo! A ghost! Boo! It's a headless horseman that's going to murder you and chop off your head and throw a pumpkin at you. <laughs> that's it. I'm fine. That's still creepy. That is still terrifying. The idea that just some headless guy is going to chase after me and try and kill me. <laughs> Decently creepy. Yeah. I'm down. So, um, I have another, not necessarily about the story per se, but another freaky fact about the Disney version. How do you find these? Magic. Oh. <laughs> That was my magic noise. Um, the Headless Horseman is often cited as being along with the Horned King in the Black Cauldron <laughs> and Chernabog in Fantasia as one of the scariest villains in the Disney canon. Disney still receives complaints from parents about the character being too frightening for their children. And, like, it's funny, because you and I actually kind of talked about this earlier as we were watching the the, the, the little short film. Yeah. Um, that... Disney is, some of, like, the dark Disney stuff is pretty fucking twisted. It is. Um, dark Disney is great. Uh, I, I love The Black Cauldron. It's probably up there in, like, my top five favorite Disney films. It's great. It's hilarious. It's adorable. And it's terrifying. Um, but I, I know, like, Disney said they'll never, like, diamond release it or, like, do any of those kind of releases for it because it's so dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think back in the day, in the day, mm-hmm. um, it, it was, you were able to make things that were a little scarier for kids because I feel like it was seen as storytelling. It was seen as storytelling and almost moralistic. Yeah, it, it's very similar like to... Like, the moral of the story is, like, Aesop's Fables. Yeah, it's very Aesop's Fables. Like, there was the, it was the Jim Henson storybook. Remember mm-hmm. that? Some of that shit was fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was dark and it was twisted and it was creepy. Or even um, the Shelley Duvall's fairy tales. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Those old ones. Um, yeah, all that stuff, it, it was much, much, much darker and much more terrifying. But it always kind of had a message. And I'm, I'm not in any way disparaging... Uh, kids now or parents now or anything like that now but I am saying I think there was an idea of like Mm pre-80s that like certain things should scare kids yeah like the idea of like the horn king yeah he's the bad guy he can be scary Mm -hmm. Chernabog is legit like Satan yeah he should be a little scary also it's Fantasia Something I put on still to this day to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and pretty. 
to go see B. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there was a lot less about like, oh my god, this is gonna give my kid nightmares. And more like, okay, yeah, it's scary. But you do understand, like, this is a story. Yeah, it's make-believe. Yeah, and I think because of back then, we all played make-believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more than kids do nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of easier for us to accept stories as being stories rather than being real. Yeah. Where nowadays, I know kids still play make-believe. I mean, you, you interact with kids way more than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I mean, they do, but... It's more or less, like, it's hard sometimes because, like, nowadays, you know, they're they're watching stuff like the Avengers or Batman and, you know, the boys are like, I want to be Batman and they're, like, fighting each other and, like, I have to keep telling them, we're not, you're not actually, you know, like, little Timmy is not actually a bad guy. Please stop punching him. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more like back in the day when we play Batman or stuff like that. Maybe we would tie somebody up with, like, a jump rope. Mm-hmm. You know? Or my friend Kirsty, who I was good friends with as a kid, was always the damsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had really bad asthma, so we just kind of always made worked. her the damsel in distress. Yeah. So we were just—I was always the bad guy because mm-hmm. I was sadly whiplash. I am sadly whiplash. I was a small child, and I liked to climb on top of big things, and I liked kind of fighting with the boys. So I would always like tie her up and put her somewhere, and you know we would we do the. Pow! Power! Pew! Pew! Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm sure we fell. I mean, I know I fell and took out, like, a chunk of my arm when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. On fucking tar. Yeah. <laughs> because... But you're, like, five feet away from the child doing the thing. You're not, like, right next to them, like, I'm gonna punch you, and you punch him in the, the stomach, and then five, mm-hmm. you know. Or you would do the thing where you do, like, the really big punches. Yeah. And you would, like fall to the ground and be like, no, like, it was, it was very, like, animated kid mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know, when I got into, like, fights in, in elementary school, like, we, we traded blows. Yeah. But I, those were, like, legit fights. Those were legit fights. That was me trying to take off, take down Buddy Wagner with a tetherball. <laughs> that I treated like goddamn, like, Thor's hammer. <laughs> At eight. <sighs> I'm sorry, I don't know what it is, but, like, every kid I know, third grade was a vicious year. Yeah. Third grade is some weird year where your hormones kick in, and suddenly people are just, like, kids are like, Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you didn't, you weren't really aggressive. hmm And so I think you can do stuff like Ichabod and, Mr. and Mr. Toad and stuff. I mean, fuck, look at Mr. Toad, he goes to hell. Yeah. He goes to motherfucking hell. Yep. And we watched it, and we were fine. Um, even if you look at it now compared to, like, some of the Disney villains now of, like, Hans and there's not really a bad guy in Brave, um, and all this stuff, look at Ursula. Yeah. Ursula was terrifying. Ursula was goddamn terrifying. The giant sea witch with, like, the giant tentacles taking down a ship? That's freaky. Scar? Mm-hmm. Yep. Scar terrifying. The scene where he comes through the smoke mm-hmm. with the fire and all that stuff. Like, that's straight up, like, out of, like, Dante Inferno <laughs> status. Um, but you don't really get that drama. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll go back to the original one. Uh, Snow White? Mm-hmm. She falls off a cliff and gets struck, or she gets struck by lightning, then falls off a cliff and crushed by a boulder. Yeah. That is some brutal-ass death, and she's trying to kill Snow White. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, you know, Little Mermaid, it's like, oh, I'm gonna make a deal with you, or Gaston, like, oh, I wanna marry you, or Rapunzel, like, I just wanna keep you here and be young forever. Mm-hmm. No, bitch wants to murder a 13-year-old. Yeah. That's it. And I feel like Disney and a lot of shows, they're kind of scared to put that in stuff now. They're like, it might traumatize the children. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just grew up with decent morals. Mm-hmm. I grew up knowing what to do and what not to do. Because if I did the bad thing, uh, headless horsemen, uh, ships, boulders... <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's gonna come after you. Men gonna stab you in the chest with a sword, even if you're a dragon. Like it doesn't pay to be good. You kind of learned that. Yeah. And there were consequences. Yeah. It's like yes, the bad guy is defe- being defeated, but at the same time, obviously you don't want you don't want to do something bad because yeah, there's a consequence to it. Uh, we were talking about this because we both watched uh, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally watched it. Uh, with the, the witch girl. The this theory nowadays where, like, oh, there's an evil ghost. But oh, actually, yeah. she was just misunderstood and just needs yeah, a friend to conversation. talk to. Yeah. No! She's just an evil bitch! Yeah. Defeat her, kill her, sprinkle salt on her bones, and burn her body! Yeah. What is so wrong nowadays with people and characters just being evil? So, you know, a little bit backtracking to the Headless Horseman. To Ella's rant about why can't we just have murderers <laughs> in Disney films anymore. <laughs> Put the I mean, murderer back in Disney. <laughs> Make Disney great again with murder. <laughs> okay, I'll admit this. Hans was fully trying to chop off Elsa's head. Yeah! Okay, so Hans, thank you. Thank you, Hans. You were a decent fucking asshole. <laughs> um, I know we all love our crazy tangents and stuff, but we we were going on a subject here originally of, um... Don't we have a name of this episode? A thing we were supposed to be talking <laughs> Sleepy about? Sleepy Hollow? Ah, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Let me get off my soapbox and back onto the subject. <laughs> and now I will step onto the soapbox. Yes, yes, because uh, you, you did all the Tim Burton-y work. Yeah, so uh, I watched the Tim Burton film, which I... Absolutely, to this day, this will be, like, one of my favorite films to watch during the spook season. It's a great fucking movie. Like, we watched it, uh, I think, early on in the month. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it goes along with, it's in my my little spooky movie book of, like, these are the movies that I watch during the season of spook, and also outside of the season of spook if I'm like, I want to watch something kind of spooky. I'm in the mood for spooky. What like, you know, it goes along with Hocus Pocus. Um, Lost Boys, like all of those, just Casper. like Casper, Casper, the friendly ghost. Yep. Can I keep you? Just. Ugh. Oh, I, we tried to put that. Casper is one of those ones I can't put on to go to sleep. Because <laughs> then it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like in my bed with like the blanket pulled up, like mouthing the words. Yep. Like, <laughs> um, <"Shit." laughs> 
so yeah, like I absolutely fucking love this film. There are like there are some similarities to like the original story, um, as well as to like the um, the animated version, but it also kind of has its own thing happening. Well, it's the the story by Washington Irving and like the thing. It's it's maybe twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So they expanded on it. They gave it depth. They gave the characters are more interesting. Yeah. Um, you can't make Johnny Depp look like a lanky weird fuck. <laughs> That's not also hot. No. Um, Sorry, I, actually, I said that, but I'm no. like, he is a lanky weird fuck. Well, no, I actually got a, so I have a freaky fact about that. Ooh. Um, hold on. Not so much of a, like, weirdly shaped lanky fuck, <laughs> just being a lanky fuck. Yeah. Um, that I'd like to fuck. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had, had to finish that one Yep. Off. Lanky fuck that you like to fuck? Yeah. Sounds so good, right? How many times do you say that? Lanky fuck that I like to fuck. Lanky, lanky fuck, fuck I like to fuck. Lanky fuck I like to fuck. Lanky fuck I like to fuck. Lanky fuck I like to fuck. Shut up, it's rolls off the tongue. All right, so historically, no, I lost it again. Damn it. Welcome okay, there to Ash trying to find her notes. <laughs> normally I space them out, but I just like literally just type these up like super quick so they weren't spaced out, so it's a little hard to read them. Um, but yeah, historically, Ichabod was a very unattractive man. Yeah. Like, in the, you know, the original version, he's got a long, protruding nose, he's very... Small head. Small head. You can see his Adam's apple, like, protruding out. His he's, feet look like shovels. Yeah, like they mentioned, his feet look like shovels. Um, JD had offered to put on prosthetics to make himself look ugly. Hmm. But Tim wanted to base the character's unattractiveness on his personality traits instead, such as traits of being squeamish and eccentric. Huh. He is really squeamish in that movie. Mm-hmm. He is, because he doesn't like spiders. He, likes... he doesn't like the spiders. He doesn't like blood. He's just very, like, Ugh, Which is kind of weird for being a fucking inspector, which that's not yeah. something that he actually is in the movie. He's not, uh, or in the film, or the original story. Yeah, he's a schoolmaster. Yeah. He's a schoolmaster, or uh, um, you mentioned he was in the mil- the Marines. Oh, no, that's uh, the guy that was named after. Oh, Okay. The, the guy named Ichabod Crane. Got it. Was a Marine and in the Army uh, back in that 1800s. Yeah. But, uh, no, in every version of the original story, he's, he's always a schoolmaster. School so, Ella, do you remember who played the um, Headless Horseman? Uh, 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 uh. Needs more cowbell. I, I, I was about to say, like, why can't I think of his name? But yes, needs more cowbell. It's, uh. Christopher Walken. Christopher, I kept my, I, we just watched yeah. Two Towers, so my rank kept going Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee. I'm like, not Christopher Lee, not Christopher Lee, not Christopher Lee. <laughs> um. Christopher Walken. Yeah. He's a Walken. <laughs> so, Christopher Walken, so freaky fact about Christopher Walken. Um, he, until after being cast for the film Mm -hmm. and doing the film for, didn't mention to Tim Burton that he did not know how to ride a horse. He didn't know how to ride a horse. No. And didn't mention it until after being cast and being filmed. So he did all the filming while not knowing how to ride a horse. Yep. Either Christopher Walken is like. A horse whisperer, or that is one fucking well-trained horse. It was mechanical. <laughs> oh, 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 Lord. So 
he never actually rode a horse. No. <sighs> also, I'm glad that they didn't do this, but I'm glad that they that they did do this. Yeah. Rather, freaky fact. Christopher Walken, who plays the Headless Horseman, has no lines throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he makes a few wordless commands to his horse, but that's it. Yeah. Because imagine, I am the Headless, I can't do I am the Headless Horseman. Don't you want to give me your head or do something like that, huh? Oh, that My horse needs more cowbell. Like, I... I just would not. I just. I now want to find like an, a clip of like the horseman like, like hissing or something. Yeah, he would do like hisses and growls and stuff. And then yeah. he's putting cowbell. <laughs> needs more cowbell. No, not even needs more. Just cowbell. cowbell. Yeah, like I. I don't. And it's funny every time because I had forgotten that it was Christopher Walken. Yeah. And every time I watch this movie, I forget that it's Christopher Walken. It's because he looks so different. Yeah. Until, like, they film, you know, they show the scenes of the Headless Horseman when they're talking about the show, about the story. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Christopher Walken! Because he's not all white and creepy. I love the, the, the sharpened teeth look mm-hmm. on him and the, the face and everything and that crazy fucking hair and the fact that we were watching it, and I, like, Josh looked at me, he's like, what? And I'm like, would it be, like, little nipples if you bit you? And he's just like, no, 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 no. You don't get to have sexy thoughts about the Headless Horseman. I, I have a feeling that it would probably be very, it would be kind of a circular thing. So it would just be, like, little tiny, like, yeah, you would just have this circle of little teeth marks. I just show punctures. up one day, and I just have, like, these little circle marks. Ella? I had a date. He only comes out on Halloween. <laughs> it's a yearly engagement. Um, and uh, I know you mentioned earlier. You mentioned Christopher Lee. Yes. Yes. Who is also in this film? Mm-hmm. That's why I was mentioning him. I knew there was a reason. Oh yeah, dude. This fucking film is like a weird amalgamation of War of the Rings and Harry Potter smashed together. Yeah. Well, that's because. Freaky fact. Tim was inspired by the gothic horror movies of Mario Bravia and Hammer and the Hammerfell Productions. Yay. Yeah. So Hammerfell was very inspirational for this. Yay. Um, Burton brought Hammer veteran Michael Go out of retirement for the small role and recruited Christopher Lee as well. Yeah. That whole little group of, yeah, uh, the, of the elders. Yeah, the uh, when he fir- when uh, Ichabod first meets Von Tassel. Yeah. That that whole group of elders, I mean, you got, you got OG Dumbledore, mm-hmm. um, you got Lee, uh, you have so many, like, just... Iconic actors. Iconic actors. For, I, I was having this conversation recently with Stefan about, like, the early 2000s, which this film was part of. Mm-hmm. That there is this really weird thing in horror in the early 2000s. And not so much with this film, but kind of with this film. Tim Burton's got some cred, but not like Christopher Lee, Christopher Walken cred. But also Christopher Walken was in the Batman films. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, just randomly thought about that. Yeah, he plays, um, I don't remember his name, but he it's, plays the guy that Michelle Pfeiffer works for. Yep. Uh, but there's this weird thing, really weird mixtures of actors. Yeah. In these, like, 
okay horror films. Like, do you remember, like, House on Haunted Hill with mm-hmm. Jeffrey Rush? Yep. And what's her name that plays the original Jean Grey? Femke Jensen. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, all these, like, really well-known actors. And Andrew Lee Potts. And, no, uh, he's in the second Oh, that's right. He's in the second he's one. in the second one. But he's just, like, uh, 13 Ghosts. Yep. Uh, all these really weird 2000s. Uh, Stay Alive, mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow, all these weird, like, early 2000s films where you look at and you're like, was there just, like, a group of agents that played poker over a script with just actor chips? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and it was just whoever landed on the script was in the fucking film? Yeah. Because you get some weird, what? How are you two in this film? <laughs> and how is it about Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> and Walkin is the ghost? <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I know, like, Tim Burton does like to have his little pool of actors that he chooses from. He does. You know, you know that Johnny Depp is obviously one of those. Helen bought a car to Sharkley was not in this film. Yeah. Um, I think this might have been pre-Helen Bottom Carter, though. It might be. I think it's right before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, you know, you got... Johnny Depp, you know, he used Christopher Walken in the, like you said, in the Batman film, yep. so he was probably like, oh, like, I'll just reuse him. Yeah. Um, he uses Christina Ricci a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's... Christi- I always forget it's Christina Ricci until about halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. Because of the blonde. Yeah. But she's very attractive as a blonde. She's so pretty. <laughs> she is so angelically pretty. Like, um, I really, it's, she's in Red Riding Hood, Mean Girls, Amanda Siegfried. Mm-hmm. She always reminds me of, uh, Christina Ricci's, like, blonde little sister. Yeah. Where they both just have that super angelic face. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, can I die, Christina Ricci? Can you come and get me? <laughs> With a blonde. And then, like, tear it off and be, like, all in black and be like, bitch, we having drinks. <laughs> and be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was worried there for a second I was going to the one nice place. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the Tim Burton one, I, like, you know, there, there's something to be said about, like, remaking stuff and doing stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, the Washington Irving one's great. All this is great. But I love the Burton one. Yeah. As much as I said, you don't need to have a backstory. And the Headless Horseman really doesn't have a backstory. No, it's literally the backstory that you mentioned earlier. Just He gets his head chopped off. He was in a war, he gets his head chopped off the end. And just so happens these little witch girls figure out that you take his head, you can make him kill people. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not... Which wasn't in the original, I don't think. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying it's still not a very big backstory. Yeah. He's still, like you said, he doesn't speak. Yeah. He's not like this villain of like, oh God, yes, he does so much. It explains so much of his reasoning. No, he's a German mercenary who wants his fucking head back. Mm Mm-hmm. Dad it. Yeah. I'm down. And, uh, you know, like, so the Tim Burton version does have a few, um, I didn't think of the word. Um, it has a few references 
to the um, Disney version. Yeah. Uh, for example, Tim included see, er, Tim included some scenes as a homage to the Disney animated version of Sleepy Hollow. Oh. Um, these scenes include Ichabod crossing the covered bridge and hearing the frogs croaking his name and the headless horseman. Yeah. The chase scene and the chase scene tor- following shortly after. Yeah, because Brom dies mm-hmm. instead of Ichabod in this one. Yeah. Um, I also don't think the Headless Horseman ever holds a pumpkin in Sleepy Hollow? No, he does. I think it's a pumpkin that's, like, grabbed and used as a prop. Yeah, like, he just grabs it, because it's one, like, because there's pumpkins, there's carved pumpkins outside of the party, which, so I don't remember, I honestly cannot remember when this movie took place, like, what year. I, I think it's kept, like, vague. It's, it's, more late 1800s, not yeah. so much early 1800s. Um, but I'd actually, so I didn't write this fact down, so I don't quite know it for sure, but let me see if I can look it up again. But, um, so there were pumpkin, there were carved pumpkins outside of the Halloween party. Yeah. Which apparently, the carved, carved pumpkins weren't actually a thing in that year. Uh, yeah, they used to carve turnips, which is, if you ever look it up, go, look it up, have fun. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. A fucking little carved pumpkin. Yeah, so it's, at Van Tassel's party, carved pumpkins are used to decorate the mantelpiece. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tradition of carving pumpkins was not in compliance in America until the great Irish immigration of the 1840s. Okay, this is a take place for the 1840s. Yeah, so this, that was not actually a thing. Yay, Irish, we started pumpkin carving. Yay! Very quiet high five, because we don't want to do it over the mic. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty cool. I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, and then you also get, um, there's a lot of witchy, witchy, witchy witchcraft in this film. Mm-hmm. Which I really liked about this film. I, I really like the fact that, like, if you go into, like, the three women, which are still, uh, Katrina Van Tassel, mm-hmm. uh, Ichabod's insanely hot mother. <laughs> insanely hot. Yeah. Dear God. And then, um... Oh, fuck. What is her name? The aunt. Mr. Uh, stepmom. Um, no, actually, I think her name is just Lady Von Tassel. Yeah. Because I remember every time I watch this film, I'm like, what is her name? And it's the end. Lady Von Tassel. Huh. Uh, oh, no, we also forget there's the midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a total of five women. Yep. Uh, all practice some form of witchcraftery. Mm-hmm. Whether it be midwifery with giving women potions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Katrina's putting like sigils and stuff like that, or Lady Van Tassel straight up having the head of the headless horseman, mm-hmm. or her sister with that really, re- it always makes me jump, but it's so fucking corny when but, she like yeah. locks herself up and she's like. The headless horseman will come for you. And back! And then it Yeah. It's terrifying. But then after the fact, you're like, oh god, I just jumped at that. Why? Why did I? Why is this jump worthy? I've seen this film like 50 times. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's so, like, Muppet status mm-hmm. of just absurdity, but I love it. Um, 
So you have those ones. And then you have his mother, which does little things and, like, gives people herbs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I like the fact that it, it shows witchcraft for what it would have been in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Which isn't women putting spells on men and doing this and doing that. It's, oh, you can't sleep. Crush off some lavender and put it in your bed pillow. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't do this. Have ginger and honey and chamomile. It'll help your throat. Um, it's, it's just... It's showing witchcraft for, like, what it is, what it was back then was just, women were healers. Yeah. They, they knew how to work the land. Um, and you get a lot of that, like, with, like, the fact that his mother's supposed to be, like, Irish. Mm-hmm. Like, in Ireland, you're a very small area, so you don't have, maybe, like, especially in places like Donegal, mm-hmm. where I guess I'm from, uh, it's, it's not even Ireland's a little, uh, island. Donegal's a tiny island on a tiny island yeah uh so if you live in donegal you you have to learn to work with what grows Mm -hmm. and in a dire emergency you have somebody go yeah and fetch like actual medicine but you learn to work with what you have and i feel like that's important to show um an array of women because honestly if you think about this there's there's brahm who's not not the brightest He's cute, but he's not the brightest. You, you realize that's Casper Van Dien, right? Mm-hmm. From Starship Troopers? Yeah. Every time I'm like, you look so... Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You have to say his name from mm-hmm. Starship Troopers in a deep voice. <laughs> uh, but pretty much all of the men in the town uh, are shits. They're little scared shits. Yeah. And all the women are, like, the strong kind of, like, badasses. Yeah, where there's a scene how you're talking about, he, they made him, like, kind of a coward in how he acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh Vanessa, or, uh, Katrina's the one that, like, takes the spider on her book. And she's mm-hmm. like, what? He's just a little friend. She's not fucking scared. She's putting a goddamn tarantula on her hand. Why there's a tarantula in New England, which they totally don't live in, I'm gonna let go. <laughs> but. I think they ne- they probably needed some sort of creepy looking spider if it's a daddy long legs or like a little wolf spider and like you can't see it so they probably needed something big Big. scary (laughs) so they're like oh tarantula there we go there we go uh but yeah katrina's perfectly fine with it his mom's super loving and kind and Mm -hmm. uh she's the one that gets betrayed by a righteous religious asshole Mm -hmm. um and even lady von tassel uh, her whole thing is that originally her family settled here. Yeah. And then the Antassels came and took over it. So she's a woman enacting revenge for her family. Which, I you can really say that phrase. A woman or a character coming back to a town to enact revenge on those that have wronged them. Yeah. That is about 80% of westerns and, like, night films. Yeah. But because it's a man, they're a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one time, and yeah, okay, maybe don't bring up a ghost and kill. She wouldn't have killed, like, the innocent people. I would have been down for it. Yeah. Uh, the only competent man in this entire film is his little servant boy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who's totally just like, <sighs> the entire film, that kid looks so... Dud. 
he's just like, I am here and my entire family is dead. <laughs> and I am now suddenly serving the most annoying, pretentious twat to ever exist. Yeah. <laughs> but it shows women being so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter who you are, you can like one of the girls. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be a midwife. Oh, I want to be a creepy witch who lives there. Oh, I want to be a beautiful goddess. For me, it's I, I, I really love the look of Johnny Depp's mom because, you know, blue eyes, brown mm-hmm. hair, running through fields, <laughs> like, with long skirts and playing with mm-hmm. children. Or, you know... Fuck that all. You want to be the murderous woman who gets all of the riches and kills every dick that's ever wronged you. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Find your spirit witch in this movie. <laughs> I like that. Find your spirit witch. If it, it exists somewhere in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> it is your spirit witch. These are the five spirit witches of the world. <laughs> Pick yours. Speaking of the town of Sleepy Hollow... Another freaky fact is that the crew of the movie built the small town of Sleepy Hollow, complete with rooms in each house, floors, and stairs. Damn. Then after filming, they demolished the entire thing. Why? I would have not stayed there. Yeah. It would have been cool if it was like one of those just like random sites that you could like, random film sites that you could just go and visit. I'm sure nothing was up to code. No. It, like, I'm granted, like, everything was probably built with, like, plywood and, like, the stuff that we use in theater. Yeah, where it's like, it works for filming, but please don't jump. Yeah. You're gonna go through, like, five stories. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been kind of cool just to, like, if that was... Because there's a couple, like, fair sites around, you know, like, uh, rena- like built-in Renaissance fair sites yeah. that you can go to that are, you know, permanently... State, you know, permanently there. Um, yeah. The closest one to us is uh, Cronenberg Fair. Uh, is it Moore Park permanent too? I've actually been to Moore Park. I think Moore Park's permanent. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Cronenberg is where um, Cronenberg is where Twin Mask is. Oh yes, I was super sad we couldn't go this month. Maybe next month. Yeah. We'll we'll have our we'll well I won't be popping my LARP cherry because I've LARPed a few times in my day. Um. Uh, my Twin Mask. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Twin Mask is a LARP, that live-action role-play that our friend Liz is a part of, and also our friend Sin. Yeah, we have a lot of really amazing friends that do it, and uh, it's really fun. You go out, you dress in character. And you just romp. You romp. You romp in a LARP. You romp in a LARP. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would have been kind of cool, though, if it was like an actual just site that you could go yeah. visit and take pictures in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, God, <laughs> I want to go to Sleepy Hollow. I want to go to Sleepy Hollow in Salem. <laughs> um, also, oh. freaky fact, mm-hmm. Brahms' prank on Ichabod that follows the actual attack was faithful to the book. Now I'm trying to remember his prank. If I remember, I think he just kind of like, he puts on the, like he kind of yeah. puts on a thing and he's like riding, riding on a horse and tries to scare the shit out of Ichabod. Yeah, he and then pretends. actually. And the the actual headless shows up. Another freaky fact is that the film was shot entirely with a blue filter so that the blood would look more like of a deep, dark red. Interesting. If you look at it, everybody looks a little uh, gaunt. Yep. Because they kind of wanted that, like, creepy feel to it of, like, everyone just 
looking oh, I feel dreary like blue, and dark. A blue filter also, I feel like, always makes it look like you're looking through fog. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the blood was a bright orange liquid to, like, even, to still kind of keep that effect of just bright red blood just splurting through. There's this scene, it's his dream, um, where he opens up the Iron Maiden. Uh-huh. And all of that blood from his mom course up. Gushing out. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, shinning S. Mm-hmm. And then his mom, like, kind of, like, lurches out mm-hmm. to, like, hold him with all the holes in her. Every time I see that, I'm just like, oh. It's so macabrely stunning. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, the blood effects in this film are amazing. They're They're great. <laughs> And then the fucking costumes are mm-hmm. just, ugh, please. <laughs> I know. Can I have that in my wardrobe, please? <laughs> I will take that, 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 and that. So, it's a good thing that you brought me into the costumes, actually. Dear God. I know. I'm, I love your freaky facts. It's it's always so much fun <laughs> for these episodes, because I'm always just like, I don't know what the fuck. Tell me more about shit I goddamn <laughs> love. I am your encyclopedia of freaky facts. I'm sure you guys love this, too, because you guys <laughs> got it, because I'm always just like, moi, moi. <laughs> um, so the dress that uh, Christina Ricci wears in the very end of the film, mm-hmm. the little stripe you get up. Oh, the one I want more than anything. Mm-hmm. Same fabric that is used on Michael Keaton's suit. <laughs> Knew it! Knew it! I literally made the joke. I was like... Didn't he make Beetlejuice right after this? Yes, he did make Beetlejuice right after yeah, this. Yeah, so I was watching, I'm like, did he make Beetlejuice? That was like the Because sh- I recently got, my mom gave me, um, a, like, a white biker leather jacket. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I love leather jackets. She's like, well, here's a white leather jacket. And I was, like, looking at it, and I was like, this fucking leather jacket. Make it into a leather Beetlejuice jacket. So I decided I'm going to at, like, probably closer to, like, January when I have, like, time. Yeah. But I'm going to uh, paint it. I'm going to get like actual like leather paint and I'm going to stripe it and I'm going to make it into like a black and white striped what you, fucking Burton jacket. Another thing that you could do so you could actually kind of make it into like a bike like kind of like a biker gang jacket. So think like uh, the Southside Serpents in Riverdale. Yeah but do that and then But get- do it with the sandworm. <gasps> I'm totally gonna buy a sandworm giant like patch and sew it on there too. And scream my like Beetlejuice, fucking rocker leather Beetlejuice jacket, and be like, "Yeah, do you have a question? What's like my second favorite film of all time? <laughs> <laughs> number one is the thing. Number two is Beetlejuice, guys. <laughs> if anyone had any questions? <laughs> uh, let's see if I have any more. Oh, ah. So here's another freaky fact for you guys. Tim Burton envisioned Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Dips. <laughs> I don't know what different to me. Jenny Dips. <laughs> <laughs> I think through, through like the entire thing I've been calling him JD, so I was like, Jenny Dip. It's also been a very, very long day for me and Ella. We're tired. We've gone to work, we've done the thing, and now we're recording the podcast. So... Tim envisioned Johnny Depp's Ichabod Crane as sort of um, as sort of the characters that Peter Cushing and Vincent Price played regularly in the Hammerfall films, mm. and also adaptations of Roger Carmen and Edgar Allan Poe. I definitely get the Poe aspect. Cushing a lot of times played like more mad scientist-y. Okay. 
A lot of times Cushing would play like uh, either like the Helsings mm-hmm. or the Doctors or stuff like that. So you kind of get that with like uh, all of his lab tech and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's that's a very Cushing's kind of thing is yeah. to have he Cushing is very notorious for he would go out to old stores and find weird props mm-hmm. that he would like put on himself. And, like, on his costume yeah. that he would use to, like, get into character. Hmm. So, I forget there's there's one film he plays where he actually found, like, a Romany coin. Mm-hmm. And he would play with it in his pocket in hmm. certain scenes mm-hmm. to help him, like, get into certain characters. It's very cool. cool. Peter Cushing's is... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very weird because, like, he's very dashing in, mm-hmm. like, the Hammerfall films. Yeah. And he's always, like, the coats and, like, the sweeping mm-hmm. and his hair back. And it took probably until I was about 14 to realize Grand Moff Tarkin was also Peter Cushing's. Oh my god, you're right! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I know you guys can't see our faces because all you all you hear is, or all you can do is hear our voices. For I'd be your deeply host. disturbed if somebody can see our faces right now. Does that mean <laughs> someone's bugged my apartment? Um, but I literally kind of had that, like, Ella was, like, explaining this thing, and I'm sitting here going, like, forming the, like, the image of, of Peter Cushing's in my head as that character. And I'm like, wait, yeah, wait, oh my god, it totally is. Well, because... Uh, all of the Hammerfall films were done, like, 25, like, you know, 10 to 20 years before mm-hmm. Star Wars. And then they also kind of, like, aged him, and he does this very dry voice. Yeah. Um, so, you you don't really connect it with that very much, the very dramatic voice he does in all the Hammerfall films. And it wasn't until I think my mom was, like, uh, was saying something, and she's like, well, Pam, not all your crushes can, like, turn out to be uh, Han Solo, because I had a huge crush also on Indiana Jones. I mean, who didn't? Yeah, I always make the <laughs> joke, I'm not sure as a child if I wanted to date Harrison Ford or be Harrison Ford. Hmm. Which I always post the, the El- Road to El Dorado th- meme. Both? Yeah. Both is good. Both is good. Yeah, I was going to say, por que no las dos? <laughs> I want to both date Harrison Ford and be, be Harrison at Ford. at all times. Including now older, grumpy, curmudgeon Harrison Ford. Yep. Um, but my mom said something and she was like, you know, you can't all get cute like Harrison Ford. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, isn't he the guy from uh, Jekyll and Hyde and this and this Hammerfall film? And I was like, no, he's... Well, I mean, you aged majestically, but not well. But well, by the time he was in those films, like he, he, yeah. he was an older man. Uh, but you know, okay, fine. I don't want to fuck you now. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any more random facts where you probably wrap up to mm-hmm. uh, like our favorite parts of yeah. the Sleepy Hollow? So uh, let's see. Johnny Depp initially found the idea of Christina Ricci being his love interest a little odd. Seeing as he was known, he's known her since she was nine years old. Yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yep. Uh, another freaky fact about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, 
uh, is that he did all his own stunts in the final scene where he was dragged by the horse. Damn. Yep. He had bulletproof clothing under his costume. Get it. Get it. Um, so I think we're going to wrap up this Sleepy Hollow episode mm-hmm. so we can dream of ghouls and witches and all things that go bump in the night. Um, let's go with, I, I really, I was going to say like your favorite like bad ass girl in these, but I'm like, uh, I don't really think in any way can you call the original Katrina badass. <laughs> no. They called her in the, the Disney film a croquette. Yes, a lovely croquette. And they kept saying it. And I kept in my head going, how is it a compliment? <laughs> You're a tiny fried ball of potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe people really like tiny fried balls of potatoes. I, I mean, I like fried potatoes. So do I, but... Calling me a croquette would ever be a compliment. My little croquette. <laughs> okay, Ashy makes it work. I felt <laughs> a little loved right there. Ashy, Ashy, are you my little croquette? Who's my croquette? <laughs> okay, I think just because of how cute the word is, it's cute. Yeah. I'll go with it now. But just that whole song, I was just. This makes no sense. I kept thinking of the croquettes, croquettes from Portos, and I'm like, they're very tasty, but now I want croquette from Portos. I know you mentioned Portos, and you're just done. But I was like, "Oh, you're so tasty!" But then I'm also like imagining the croquettes, mm-hmm. and they're always just kind of lopsided. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know if I would. I wish to be like compared to this. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Um, so let's let's go with the Tim Burton one. Okay. Uh, who, who is your spirit witch? I think I'm going to have to go with my spirit witch being uh, Christina Ricci's character of Katrina. Just because yeah. in that, like, that version of Katrina is badass. Yeah, she she definitely handles herself. She she literally saves Ichabod's life multiple mm. times. Um, I, I, I just love Ichabod's mom. <laughs> but, um... If I gotta go with, like, my real spirit witch, it's probably Lady Von Tassel. <laughs> uh, revenge I, witch. Revenge witch. I'm like, alright, so you guys stole my whole fucking family, you guys led to my parents being dead and me being out in the woods. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> Fuck off. And at the very end, she gets where her hair starts coming down and she kind of goes, like, sexy crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, very Helena Bonacarter yeah. and Harry Potter, like, mm-hmm. Bellatrix, where yep. you're like, it's, it's the fear boner. Yep. Where you're like, you're really hot. But you're really crazy. S- crazy and scary. Do, I, do you, because mm, mm. at this point, the scarier she gets, the hotter she gets, yep. the scarier she gets, but it's hot and scary, and you're like... What do I do? I don't know. I don't know what to decide. Like Megan Fox in uh, Jennifer's body. Yeah, you're so sexy, but you're gonna eat me. Is it worth it? <laughs> Trying to figure that one out still. Uh, I gotta go with Revenge, which just bitch be badass. Yeah, I fucking loved her. I fucking loved her. Um, so next week. We're in for a doozy. 
Um, Saturday morning, uh, we will update you guys with times. I'm going to say currently it's going to be Saturday morning at 11 a.m. We're going to do the original Wolfman. The Wolfman. Wolfman? Werewolf. Werewolf. The castle. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. You want that you want, so I'm easy. <laughs> uh, so at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> oh, Burned by Ashy. Uh, we'll be discussing the Wolfman to finish mm-hmm. off, and then we'll have one more at the end of the month. Um, but check us out on, I believe it's the 29th. You literally hear me click my phone. <laughs> sure, it's just, yes, the 29th. Will be, uh, we, we're recording it this weekend, so I don't know how long it's gonna be, but I'm guessing it's gonna be a doozy. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will be discussing all of The Shining, because we've managed to, in our Halloween month, not touch on Stephen King so far. Yeah, you're right. So now we gotta do, like, three fucking hours of King. Yeah. This may top our uh, It Chapter 2 episode. Yeah, and that was, because that was because we had four people on that episode. Yeah. This is three of us, but we're also discussing the uh, Kubrick movie, the miniseries. And the book. And the book. So three people, three things. It's going to be one hell of a thing, but that will be our Halloween treat for you guys. (laughs) Um, And then we'll have a little video out on Halloween, of course. Um, So stay tuned. Like I said, we'll be on on Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, also, if you get tired of hearing our lovely voices in your ear holes, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, please, please, please check out our Patreon. Every little bit counts. Uh, Like we said, we are trying to save up right now um, to get new mics. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to hear the echo or Daisy scrambling around. But sadly, we are poor women. (laughs) We're just, we're, we're, we're the opposite of Katrina. We're just... Sad, lonely, poor. But we're not single. We're married, happy women, but instead of being rich, we're poor. <laughs> arms, arms for the poor. Arms for the poor. Arms for the poor. Um, and of course, we do have, you know, there. for those of you who do um, donate to our Patreon, we have a couple of uh, reward tiers as well. So. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have stickers. We have uh, contests where you guys get to help and vote on a monster or a movie every single month or help recommend uh, creepy podcasts, stuff like that, along with behind-the-scenes interviews and uh, Q&As with us every month. So you guys get a lot of content for not that much, and it helps us out so much. It would really mean. And, of course, always share these videos. That's how it gets out there. Yes, please. If you find somebody on the street wearing, like, a Michael Myers shirt, just be like, hey, check out Sirens. Yeah. I mean, I I always do that anyway. I'm like, I overhear people talking, like, so you like horror? Here's my podcast. Here you go. And I always sit there and I'm like, I talk about shit. Listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Um, And as always. Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. Catch you all on Saturday.